We'll just introduce you real quick so you can get started. Okay. Talia Bourdine is the artist that is going to transform this chat with Caroline D'Amore. Did I say that correctly? No, no, I'm just kidding. It's D'Amore. I know D'Amore. everybody does that because of the apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And we're all, we all have Italian blood. So, Celia, mm-hmm. D'Amore, Celio. Yeah. Chelio um, so is a perception artist and he's going to get going while we uh, go live to Instagram. Cool. Thank you. And we'll talk to you at the end and get your message for us. Okay. Thank you, Chelio. I'm going to hit my live on Instagram, right? Okay. So I, I'll you, go live and then I can request oh, you, you. Let's see. Oh, I think I have to go live and then you request in. Right? So I'm live now. Okay. So let me get off live. Hold on. Oh, well, now you're live, so I can, either way, it doesn't matter. Okay, wait, there you are. Okay, I see you. Okay, let me get off. Oh, well, now you're live, so either way, it doesn't matter. So you have it going on both, so you turn your your phone down, yeah. Okay, so request to join. Okay, so I have to get my my phone down. Yeah, because it's delayed big time. Um, Send request, okay. Okay, got it. Okay. (laughs) Let's see if the, I have mine horizontal. Let's see if that works. Oh, do I need to go that way too? Okay, I'm gonna take half this thing and put it straight. Okay, no worries. And then, okay, so the sound I think might be problematic. Okay. Are you hearing me in both places? I think the- I am, but I could just take out my- hmm. So this must be fun for everybody to watch. Okay, there we go. There we go. Better? I think so. Cool. I gotta lean my phone up. It's not working the way I had it. Hi guys. Hi everyone. Okay. Hello. I don't know what I'm gonna do. My phone. Psycho, you better not ruin this live. (laughs) My dog. Psycho, you wanna come say hi? What kind of dog? little chihuahua of course to be expected from this LA girl so cute well for a minute while I set up my phone tell us where you are whatever you can say I don't know yeah I know I'm at home um I'm just working and chatting with you and dealing with meetings with pizza girl all the time that's like what I do back to back all day long um yeah, I mean, I'm just in full-on CEO mode right now. Okay, I think I can do it this way. How's that? Great. I can actually hear you. And if anyone can't hear us on Zoom or Facebook, you're just going to have to send me a message. I've gotten no messages, so everything must be fine. Yeah. Okay, we figured it out. Um, I think it's a bad echo. Is it still a bad echo? There's an echo on your... I mean, there's like a, a tunnel-y kind of sound to me. What is this? Should I take these out? For me, it's it actually sounds fine, but I guess maybe for other people. For some reason. Okay, let's see. Is that better? Everyone's saying better. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> okay, cool. Welcome to Humanizing the Icon. <laughs> what was that? I have no idea. Wait, is your computer muted? There we go. It is now. Ah, okay. Yay. Technical. Terribly technically. I know. But that's okay. We're figuring it out as we go. Yes. I love how we both have wild hair. It's so wild. Honestly, it's always this wild. And my manager's always like, Caroline, brush your hair. I'm just like, when do I have time to like sit there and like do this? Unless somebody does it for me, this is what I look like. So get used to it. How often do you brush yours? I'm like once a week. I know I brush it like when I shower um, and when I wash my hair, which I don't always wash my hair because then the pink goes out, you know? So yeah, I mean, I brush it. Maybe I don't always brush it when I shower, but I brush it when I wash it. So it's about, I don't want to tell anybody, but it's. It's I love it. Rare. It's, it's, it's rock star. So it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, a little backstory since we just kind of met through friends. We haven't like fully caught up. Um, 
humanizing the icon is actually, well, it started as an art exhibit at the Venice Biennale in Italy at the end of 2019. Um, Vitalio Bordin, who's actually creating the live art on the Facebook Live, which the Instagram people can't see, but they can see in the final episode. Um, he was a part of that and I curated it. We were invited based on artwork that's actually in my film based on the life of Mary Pickford, which is very much like this avant-garde, not conventional biopic uh, telling of the story. And so she was like this portal as the mother of Hollywood, but then it went into icon as spirituality and mythology all the way through to pop culture, even human as icon. Like what is icon really, you know, um, it became the exploration. And so the exhibit was so cool. I don't know if you've been to the Biennale. Have you gotten to go yet? Oh, no. There's art everywhere in Venice for six months straight every two years. Is it like an it's like an art walk or something? Yeah. yeah. Kind of. It just takes over the whole island of Venice. It's in every indoor space, even in outdoor spaces, and it's just everything, everything from the most renowned to emerging to everything like everything I would love to I'm gonna have to put that on my on my wish list you'll come next time let's do another one and then the guests that have been in the show because now we have these drawings um we can do an exhibit with the with the art it'd be cool the art it's just so cool I've never had anybody do art well I've been interviewed so this is really really cool it is cool and Chelio's really intuitive and perceptive and it's amazing what he comes out with. So um, we'll be excited at the end to see. And so, yeah, during COVID, we just wanted to talk to visionaries and different people, artists, scientists, authors, spiritual leaders, just to kind of see where people are at and like break open, you know, paradigms and deconstruct kind of whatever comes up in the conversation. And I, function very intuitively when it comes to inviting guests on. So I didn't even spend a lot of time like looking into your history. I'm just like, there was something energetically <laughs> that, something energetically I felt like you as just a powerhouse. And as I said, very diverse and the friends we have in common and stuff like that. So I'm excited to get to know you with everybody else. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So tell us like how, okay, we'll just start with the last year or so. Like, how has it been for you? Like, yeah. So the year, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a heavy one because it's been so hard for everyone that you almost feel like guilty for feeling like it's been a really hard time because it's been hard for everyone, you know? But for me, it was straight out of my divorce into COVID. Wow. So- and I know that like a lot of people of divorce, a lot of, a lot of women, I know more of the female stories in divorce um, than male, but a lot of women feel very like just displaced and confused and scared right out of the divorce. And you do a lot of like reactive, irrational things, you know, because you're scared and your life is all of a sudden like that just completely altered you know like every day having you know the smell of coffee in the kitchen and the little like you know footsteps of my daughter like running around and you know my ex playing with her well I could still get a couple hours of sleep that was you know all those sweet things and then out of nowhere you're just alone yeah. and for me I have to admit I'm really I'm, I really struggle with being alone and I've and because of that I've been in relationship after relationship since I was 17 I think it stems from the death of my mother I was five and all of a sudden she got really sick um actually with AIDS and you know I watched her die and that was my I'm a special when she was laying in the casket you know so I saw her late like lifeless body and I had this memory of it just always and that was like my main memory you know so I think for me of going through this in therapy my I have like major attachment issues and I cling on and I hold on for like dear life 
And I think it can be a little suffocating and crazy, but I, it really comes from like just this place of like really wanting love and family. And um, I just, I didn't really have that. You know, my dad tried his best, but he was a single dad of five crazy girls. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy. And I had to go to catering gigs with him, you know, when I was five years old, six years old, seven years old, old, wearing these shirts that humiliated me and said pizza girl or pizza kid at the time. Wow. And he didn't leave us at home. And he had to go cater like all these big TV shows like 90210. And he was like the big, like second meal pizza man in town. So that's kind of how I got my name the girl. Um, just being, uh, you know, having no choice but to go and cater and, you know, be up late and have school the next day and um, just kind of like really all of us fighting for my dad's attention. You know, he could only spread it so far and have to pay the bills. So I've definitely like developed um, like a, a neediness of like love, you know, and always looking for it in relationships. And I never really like learned how to give myself that on my own mm -hmm. and that's so freaking important like I always needed like validation and like love and to be told I'm amazing from this other person because I didn't take the time ever to do it on my own and through the divorce and then COVID so I'm stuck on my own you know I don't have the ability to go you know out every night and fancy events and this and that so it was this crazy like oh my god like I'm alone with my my thoughts and thoughts can be really terrifying if you don't get a handle on where they really come from and um I read this book that really helped me and it's called the untethered soul I'm rereading it right now you are right now oh my god my second it's read of it Yes, it's life changing. And I felt like it was really, it really pissed me off the first couple chapters. I like made me kind of frustrated and angry because now I'm listening to all my thoughts and I'm like, so like, it was just driving me nuts. You know what I mean? But once you get past that and you learn that you're just like this watcher inside who's just like, your thoughts are just thoughts. They just come and go. You see something, it triggers something. It doesn't, it's not you. You know what I mean? So for me to figure that out was so helpful. Like, because, you know, it can be scary up there. You gotta get a handle on that. Yes. And also just the sense of like, it's not about entitlement to have emotions and thoughts. This, these sort of like energies moving through you. It's like some people do feel guilty like you said, even that like, it's been so hard for everyone. There's almost this sense of feeling bad to say how hard it's been. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, and then also like, it looks like everything's so perfect for me because, you know, I got the Hills and then I'm on TV and people think like, that means your life is together. And it's oh, wait, okay. so how did, and, and this is part of humanizing the icon, right? It's like, we're all kind of icons because we're these like personas and these these beings with many, many faces. And so you go from like, you know, your your marriage and this this sense of uh, comfort, let's just say, mm -hmm. to feeling like the rug kind of got pulled out from under you. Completely. And it was my choice to leave. So I think a lot of people are like, well, what are you complaining about? Like you left you know, so it doesn't make it me, easier. Yeah. For me, it was like, I almost like had this crazy guilt and also like, also, I actually like, just I actually recently talked to my ex-husband about, about it. We've become, become very close. close. He, he is, is like, like my best, best friend. friend. And he is, he is, he is the, the best, best dad in the world. And if I can give anybody advice, procreate a good human <laughs> because like, just make sure you see like how he treats his mother, how he treats uh, his family, um, because yes, it was really hard and tumultuous during the like actual like separation and initial, but at the end of the day, we decided that um, our daughter is more important than our, you know, like 
bullshit. So for me, it was like, it was really important to try to get him to like, want to be friendly with me again and try to, he came from a really rough divorce family and his parents never got along. So for me, I was like, we don't want to do that. Like, let's not, let's not continue on these patterns. Let's be that brave divorced couple that like makes it better for our children than we had it for ourselves. So we had this conversation and he asked, he asked me the other, me the other day, day, actually, actually said, what, would what would have made you happy? happy? You know, what, 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 would, what, what would you have wanted? Would you want and I said, to be free. To be free in a marriage is, or to be free in a relationship is something I've never I've given never anybody, given anybody no one's ever given me before. And I think that finding a balance of trusting your partner to go, go off and do what makes you happy. Because then when you come back, it's going to be like so much more loving and better and you miss that person. But when there's no trust and you can't be you, it's totally totally doomed and it'll it'll, it'll fall apart at some point, you know? So that was my biggest thing. Like I just, I definitely like I have, I am this free bird. I, when I'm 70 years old, I'm probably going to go to some, you know, fabulous dance party in the desert you know what I mean I'm just one of those you know I'll probably be at like you know burning man burning man I know like you know so wow yeah so yeah I need somebody at some point to get that but right now what I need is myself to feel good being by myself you know yes well said and so much synergy I could like just go on some tangent right now but I'm not gonna do it <laughs> we'll do it another time um so were you running the company already during COVID divorce time like yeah so that was even crazier so my company I had started all on my own um but through the divorce you know I had to we had some, some you know, you know struggles on separating businesses which is always difficult so he actually got my family restaurant which everybody thinks is insane and can't believe it but yeah he got the restaurant because I knew that pizza girl was my passion um and so I removed myself from the restaurant business and I'm actually like that's where I come from so it was very like weird and people thought it was crazy but honestly he's really good at it and he's doing a great job and I totally support Bobby's Pizzeria um he where is it changed the name which was actually very like hurtful at first um but I'm really proud of him his logos his eye for for um just unique cool vibes is all is really really good so I fully support Bobby's Pizzeria and now Pizza Girl is my dream so what happened was I was I got into about 100 supermarkets on my own like very like um grassroots I walked into Erwan and I was like hey you got to try my sauce luckily it was so small they were like well that's not how you do this but you know <laughs> Vicky's upstairs and she'll you know if you sit in there in the office I'm sure she'll talk to you and I sat there like for hours like trying to get her to talk to me she said yes so I got into 100 supermarkets on my own with no funding and then I like self-funded and then I and then COVID hits and every single jar of pasta sauce sold out in two days that I had, which is crazy because it was the big like supermarket boom, you know, that when everybody was cleaning everything out and you'd think that that would be a good problem, but it was actually really bad because I was unable to source my ingredients all of a sudden because being a small company like mine, I guess all the big companies, I won't name names because <laughs> I want them to buy my products. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the big companies bought up all the all the organic farms. They like saw this coming before we did, you know, bought up everything to make sure that they had their ingredients for their products. And so the little guy like me was not uh, able to do so. So I had to shut down. I had to write emails to every single supermarket, like bawling, crying on the floor, just like, what am I going to do? I worked so hard for two years to get to this place of a hundred supermarkets and it was going well and I was in the supermarkets doing demos, everybody loved it. And then I couldn't source it anymore. And I remember crying and Whitney Port from the Hills, she actually like helped me out and she, she's really good at Instagram and she helped me write this big, beautiful message to my, my, my fans basically like, Hey, this is what's happening. I have to shut down. Please know that like pizza girl is coming back. So like, yeah. 
please know that pizza girl's coming back. So in that time, after I was done crying and feeling bad for myself, mm -hmm. I, you know, I got the hills and that was really positive. How? And, like just through social network kind of things? You know, um, I was on the season here and there before actually, like mm -hmm. a lot of those kids are my friends. Um, I did a movie with Audrina. I, um, you know, I went to high school with Brody. So I've kind of known a lot of those kids, but also... Misha Barton was a good friend of mine mm -hmm. and she was on the season prior to my season. Um, and then turns out she was not a friend of mine. Yeah. You got to find, find that out the hard way sometimes. Right. So I found that out kind of like through um, a really mean social media post that she did. Um, and I was just like shocked and hurt and all those things that like an empathetic person feels you know and then I um and then I get a call that I like am replacing her and I was just thinking like you know karma really truly is a bitch oh god this is a bitch. careful because it is it really is I I mean I I feel for her but and that that is a hard pill to swallow you know um mm -hmm. But I do know I, that I just know be that good, be kind, don't go behind people's backs, and good yeah. things will happen to you. And what had happened was the producer saw me on camera with her. Like, I went to a couple events with her, and then I guess they had my microphone, and um, they went back and listened to me, and they were like, oh, like, why aren't we paying attention to her, is what, you know, one of the producers, Megan, said. And they were like, cool, like, she's the girl. They must have auditioned, like, thousands of people and they chose me crazy haired pink haired me so it was cool and so is that I don't know anything about these series is it like shooting now or you so we finished shooting it it took forever because of COVID it was like stop go stop it was really hard for like the group of us to kind of get into a groove at times because all of a sudden you know someone has COVID and everything shut down for, you know, the foreseeable future. So um, it was hard, but now we're done. It already aired. Um, I think it's still out there to be able okay. to see. It just finished airing a couple months ago, uh, maybe two months ago. And then, um, yeah, now we're waiting to hear if it's gonna get picked up again, because even though it did really well, there's a lot of people that don't wanna work with some of the people on the show. Oh, okay. And I was told that of all the of all the TV shows out there, um, and this is by this is from somebody who works with like the housewives and all these like really people that you would imagine would be difficult to work with, said that the Hills cast is the worst and most difficult cast to deal with. Really? Yeah. So they might not pick it back up because people know why. I don't know if I would if I was you know. Yeah. And it's is it a long running show? It's kind of been around for a while, right? You know, forever, and then it went on pause for like it or just ended for like seven years, and then this is the reboot. You know, this is the Hills' new beginnings. So okay, yeah, so they had two seasons so far, and who knows if there will be a three? We still haven't heard a darn thing. Okay. Well, new beginnings sound very appropriate. Very, very appropriate. Did you, so you grew up in LA, Hollywood, like? I did. I started in the Valley. Um, and then in seventh grade, I moved to Malibu. Mm. And um, that's because my dad opened a pizza shop there. So people also misconstrue that as like, oh, she's like this rich girl living in Malibu. And the truth is, is I was, you know, I was like, and everybody always asks, like, how did you become friends with all these people? And I was like, well, I went to Malibu High, but I was like also like delivering pizzas to all the parties for my friends. <laughs> yeah. So it was a very weird combination of like living in this like super privileged situate like surroundings, but not fully. I mean, listen, I I I I'm very grateful for everything I had, and I do feel very privileged um, to have lived the life that I have. Um, but yeah, it was definitely more of like a, you know, an interesting dynamic. I think so. Um, I hear what you're talking about. I grew up in Kansas of all places. Um, I know nothing about Kansas. 
Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know what you need to know about Kansas, except, except that I'm from there. Um, but we moved there when I was like seven and we moved to this like very kind of homogenous, very white bread, like kind of upper middle class up to upper, upper, uh, new corporate, like booming place, you know? And I remember when I felt like everybody had like this abundance, this is how it felt as a kid, you know? And it's just, you learn so much as you grow up, but like, it felt like everybody had like wealth around me. Yeah. And that we were sort of in this situation of like, almost like acting like we did. It was really interesting because even when my dad left his corporate job, and started driving a taxi like we got help from grandparents and family members and stuff to like stay where we were yeah. you know which I'm grateful for because I wanted of course I want to stay with my friends of course I wasn't looking for a move at that stage of life like in high school and stuff um yeah I couldn't wait to get out when I was done with high school I moved right here to LA at 17 um but I don't know, I'm just relating to what you're saying, this kind of juxtaposition. And it's not like anything's wrong with like anyone. It's just more like this kind of dual reality you're sort of like experiencing. Absolutely. I mean, I remember like, you know, Paris Hilton's like one of my best friends. And since, you know, she threw my 18th birthday and we had the pizza truck there and she's oh, cool. so supportive. And um, I just remember like trying to keep up at a time at a point you know like trying to keep up and um you know I was her DJ so I did do her whole like stars blind like DJ like I I was the DJ for her whole like record release tour so we got to travel like the world together and I didn't have enough outfits like I couldn't keep up with her clothing wise because like I couldn't afford like a dress for every single night and you never wear anything twice and it's like this crazy you know in the 2000s it was like all about that crazy bullshit so I was just like really struggling and I remember I'd go to downtown LA and I'd just get like these bolts of fabric and before going out I would just like wrap fabric around my body in some cool way and then like sew it and it just looked so random and cool and I remember one time Nikki Hilton came up to me and she was like I love your dress where'd you get it and I was like yes uh, <laughs> so it was just a really like crazy time and actually there's this really funny story where like Paris started just like lending me outfits to go places so I'd be like babe like I can't I don't have anything to wear and she's like here just wear whatever you want in my closet so I'd wear something and then I'd end up in who wore it best um between me and her in us weekly and I'm wearing her for but this is like the shit right it's just like this is life like we're all just kind of humans like no matter what things you have or don't have it's like it is about those connections and those adventures right it's like absolutely yeah it's so funny. I actually worked a little bit um, before I started directing with David LaChapelle. Did you ever meet him? I have met him. I have met him. I didn't, I don't know him very well, but he, yeah, he did a lot of stuff with Paris and yeah. yeah. I didn't know him at the exact same moment, but I, I remember that they collaborated. Yeah. I remember this. I can see one, one of the pictures in my head. She's like, I think she was like flipping off the camera and like something really. Yeah. Really yeah. beautiful. Really striking stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So I wanted to ask you, like, how do you manifest? I love that you're reading the untethered soul and I'm sure you've tapped into some other really cool, like alchemy <laughs> practices. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. How do I manifest? Sorry. And vision, we can talk about pizza girl. I mean, like that was a vision come manifest. Like when did you have the vision for that? So what's crazy is I, 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 I had the vision when I was pregnant and I, so I was, like I said, I was a DJ and I was also like a, a party girl and I, I got caught up in a, a lot of like drugs and partying and like a bunch of my friends died and you know, it was just like, really like, I was definitely like an addict at times in my life. I don't think I'm a forever addict, you know, um, I, I've always struggled with that, but I, I definitely, um, once I got pregnant, it definitely like stopped me in my tracks, saved my life, I'm sure. Um, that's actually what, like, this is here on my hand. It says stay. And actually my daughter wrote that, wrote it. And then I 
tattooed that's over beautiful. it. Um, and that's basically just a reminder of me to like stay oh. alive, you know, like for her. And I actually, I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. And it's, no, it doesn't. It, I've always had this weird like thought, I think because of my mother's death, that I was going to die young. I never saw myself, you know, you see yourself like, as your parents, as they are older, you know what I mean? So when she, I'm already older than she was when she died now. So for me, it was always like, live fast, you know, like whatever happens, happens, love your life, live your life now. It's, it, you know, cause it's not long. I always thought of life as like being very short and not long. So I was just like, kind of like my therapist called it F, F it mentality. Um, yeah. Yeah, F it and, <laughs> and then I struggle with because it's just a moment when I'm just like, F it, and I'm just like, have fun. But I, um, I've definitely had to, um, so anyway, I got pregnant and I obviously stopped everything that was toxic and I really needed something. My DJ agent would call me and be like, you know, I DJed up to like six months pregnant, like six wow. months. Yeah, I wore like big baggy, like flowy things and got away with it for a while and then um this artist like posted about it and then I, I actually got dropped from my label like the second they found out that I was pregnant which is crazy Whoa. yeah I was with Universal I mean I'm not going to say that that's why but I know that that's why <laughs> um but I also didn't sell a million records so they could definitely throw that uh, out there but I um I felt a really big like sadness wrapped around being pregnant which I think is where a lot of the postpartum and stuff comes, comes from, from because what happens, what is, happens like, is like you stop, you stop your, life your life when you are pregnant in a way, like even if you try, and that's why so many people have this like stigma of like women, like being able to keep up when they're pregnant or, you know what I mean? Like, so I, my whole life changed the moment I got pregnant and I was, it was hard for me. I wasn't one of those moms pregnant women that was like oh I love this you know what I mean I was like oh like get this out of my body so that I can have my life back and but the moment I met my daughter that's when everything changed and that's when I started to heal and so many like when you lose when you lose a parent or when you struggle with a parent or have like issues with a parent having a child can really heal those things because you see these moments of you as a child through your child and then like all of a sudden you're the parent and like you do something better you do something for your child that you would have wanted the parent to do for you and it's like this crazy like I just got to still thinking about it it's like this crazy healing magical moment that like it's just pretty magical so for me like totally saved my life stopped me in my tracks and I was like I, I don't want to DJ anymore I can't do this I can't I did it a little bit after she was born I flew to the Philippines and she was a baby and it was just really hard, like so hard. So I, I told my agent, I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Um, it's not good for my mental health. And I needed to find something that was, and I found that there was a major gap in the market when it came to pasta sauce, you know, it was all like very like old world, male driven. And I was thinking, it was like, who's who's actually who's in actually need of a jar of pasta, pasta sauce, sauce, you know, like, you know, like it's a it's young, a young you, know, you know, hardworking, you know, millennial type mom who's just very busy and wants something really healthy. It's not, you know, grandma because grandma would be making sauce, sauce you know, from you the know, night before till the next day. And so I so wanted, I wanted to, to do something, something that was, that was earth conscious, health conscious, like I wanted to do something that was that was really good and that hasn't been done before in the space. Like it's definitely disrupting the space. People are like, "What are you thinking? Like, you're doing pink labels, pink, you know, pink and, and green, and like these weird like labels." And I just made this. My friend took a picture of me in my kitchen. And I love that. That's like so artsy and cool. Thank you. And you know what? Everyone yeah. thought it was crazy. You know, like everyone was like you know, it's such a loaded space. I'm not going to be able to like make any headway. And I, I am. So what's cool is that not a single supermarket has said no yet. And it just takes time. And now we're in over 200 supermarkets, including Gelson's, Whole Foods, Bristol Farms, Airwan. Well, no, sorry. Airwan's coming up. But all, all 65 Whole Foods in Southern California. We're in Jade's. We're in, you know, all these markets. We're just kind of just 
growing at a pace that allows us to not need massive funding. So it takes time, mm -hmm. um, but we're getting there and it's really exciting. And I couldn't be happier to just do this now and be this CEO and develop new products that I believe people really need and love. So cool. And so you were able after doing the Hills to resurrect a bit the, the brand. So what I did was I shut down the company. It was about six months. I actually, my friend Cammie, who's the CEO of Parade, and she's just like a like genius, a genius Parade underwear. underwear. She actually she sat down actually here at the Villa Carlotta, and she was like, I'm going to help you on, you know, this really pitch deck and go out to investors because, you know, I believe in your product and you're, you know, got this going on. So I did that. I spent months working on this investor deck and getting it all together. And then I finally met the right investors and we are just such a solid team they're a husband and wife from australia yeah. rebecca and aaron they're the, the best, best. Um, um and, and we just work we really just well work together, really well together. And, and, um, um we they definitely they like definitely keep, like, me, keep accountable me accountable and vice versa, and vice versa. they're just <laughs> like couldn't, I couldn't have asked for better partners. So now, yes, the Hills helped um, spread the word. I was really grateful that they actually wanted to tell my story about, they're like, well, you know what? Your story is your product. It's not like a lot of people go on a reality show and they just like come up with a product because they're on a TV show. For me, like it is my life. So you can't really do a reality show with me without talking about pizza girl, you know? Yeah. Talk about some like interesting pieces coming together. How are you feeling now about, about life? <laughs> How am I feeling now? I'm feeling very like optimistic. I'm feeling like um, I'm finally digging out of this like heavy heaviness that I've had for a while. Um, mm -hmm. I see like the future now, like I really dug myself into a lot of holes, like just being like a wild party girl, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm still getting myself out of a few of them, um, you know, some really bad investment thoughts really bad like just you know didn't always do things I'm just cleaning up some of my like younger mess still but I'm very close I'm very close and you can do it you just have to like concentrate sit down and do it and I feel really good I feel really good if this is the first time where like after my divorce I finally feel like I'm um I'm on the right I'm on the right what an empowering journey, man. Seriously. Um, and somebody on Instagram is actually asking, what is Pizza Girl? So if you could just give like a kind of Absolutely. Recap of and we just did this really and funny video because Pizza Girl is pasta sauce. And it's like, what? Like, it's not pizza sauce, it's pasta sauce, but it's called Pizza Girl. And everybody's like, um, that's confusing. And I was like, I know. But it's just because Pizza Girl is Pizza Girl because I was called Pizza Girl my whole life. And I hated it. But that then became my persona. Um, I would walk down the street and people were like, Pizza Girl, what's up? But Pizza Girl right now is an all organic Italian foods brand, starting with these delicious with these pasta delicious sauces, sauces um, that were inspired, um, that were inspired by, my by my grandmother and great grandmother, who are fantastic Italian, Italian cooks. And, and um, I just, I did all these crazy taste tests and I just got it together and they're all organic. There's no added sugar. It is the healthiest sauce on the shelves without compromising on taste. So a lot of healthy sauces, they just taste like crap. And then a lot of other sauces just have so much like high fat content and oils and so much sodium and added sugars and preservatives. So I wanted to do something that was the antithesis to all of that. And <laughs> truly like we're the best. I promise you when you try pizza girl, you fall in love. You really do. And you change and you make the switch over to pizza girl. And people can get it right now on pizzagirl.com when, if we're not in a supermarket near you, because right now we're only in California, but we're growing. So keep asking supermarkets for pizza girl. Get pissed off when they don't have it. <laughs> totally. I like borderline was at Erewhon. I was like, wait a second here. <laughs> yeah, you got to ask them. Be like, where? You guys don't have pizza girl? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, actually, you just the way you were going, I just had a vision. Have you had a, um, let's, what do we want to call it? A piece of like branded content, like a short, or I don't want to say commercial, but like. I mean, we've done some stuff, but you know, we're on a really tight budget, budget right, right now. now. So, so we're, we're not, not spending, spending so much money, money on that. It's all been very like organic. Um, luckily I do have a lot of like really cool mommy influencers that have helped and have loved it. Um, you know, I'm finding a lot of like sororities are like ordering for their whole sorority because it's like people care, even young people care about what they're putting in their bodies now. 
Mm-hmm. And people go, oh, a sauce is $9.99. But when you think about it, it's healthy, organic, delicious. And then it feeds like, you know, four people for that amount. It's actually not that much, you know, when you think yeah. about like, what you're going to make and whatever, it's actually not that much. And we're trying to show people that like you can use, people automatically assume like pasta sauce, pasta, right? No, with us, like with my grandmother called it the gravy and you use it for everything. I mean, I'm cooking salmon dishes all wrapped up in the arbiata, you know, chicken dishes. Even eggs, even yeah. eggs. Anything, it's endless. Yes. I, made, I made a Bloody Mary the other day with the pizza girl sauce. So you can do it all, cocktail sauces and and yeah, everything, so. That's so cool. No, the vision I was getting actually is like, because of the artwork and, and the vibe around it, I was like actually seeing a little like avant-garde, like almost short, pizza girl film <laughs> like yeah. I could see the art like coming to life actually you need to direct it I would love to I would love to actually that's right up my alley <laughs> cool hey I, right. I'm always looking for people that want to collab and be creative and- yeah yeah I really do and I'm wrapping up my film so it's like I'm I'm hungry I'm hungry <laughs> you're hungry well I feed people I know <laughs> I love it I love it um so Okay, considering um, your background, the name of the show, did you want to be famous? Like, did you, growing up in LA, like I said, I grew up in Kansas, but was that like a thing? You know? Yeah, when I was younger, absolutely, I wanted to be famous. Like, all my friends were famous. And um, it was weird because I, I thought that was just like what I was supposed to do. You know what I mean? And I, I, you know, I did the acting thing for a while and I did love it, but I also, I also wasn't that, I, I, yeah, like, I don't know. And then I would go DJ. I was kind of like a little all over the place, you know? So I wasn't like dead set on one thing or the other. I think for me, um, I don't mind the camera, you know, I don't mind just being myself. So for me, it doesn't add any extra like weird anxiety. I think I went through a little phase back in the day of like, the judgment stuff but now I'm so good at it I'm like you want to throw hate at me throw hate at me like I don't care I remember the first time I ever had like a really mean article written about me I was very young and it was a picture of me on the beach and it was actually very violating they zoomed in on my vagina and called me the camel toe of the day yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and um I just remember falling crying and I called Nicole Richie actually and I was like "Ah." she's like Oh, stop it. She's like, do you see the stuff they say about me? She's like, it's all good. As long as they're talking, it's fine. Whatever. Just get over <laughs> it, you know? And I was like, okay. So I kind of just like saw through my friends, like all going through really like really shitty times of people talking crap, but yeah. it kind of just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, like if people really want to get to know me and they really like you know, like I talk to everybody on social media, like I answer all my fans, like I'm, I'm very like real and kind of like, like you can talk with me. So I feel like the people that get me, they get me and that's cool. And the people that don't, I don't need them anyway. You know what I mean? So just kind of my mentality about it now. It sounds really healthy. What would you say to, I mean, it sounds corny to start a sentence that way. What would you say? But for real, because it's such a thing um, that is actually almost like mentally, emotionally destabilizing for young people to have the obsession with becoming famous. I mean, you've you've discovered a passion, yeah, yeah. which is I can see clearly with the way you talk about it, your driving force. Yeah, you know, what? I watched a lot of um, I watch a lot of different shows that are like based on, I did um, the, a master class and I watched, um, I forgot her name, but she's the creator of Spanx. And I watched her master class. Oh yeah, Sarah, Sarah something. Yeah. Yeah. She's incredible. So smart. She was like, listen, she's like, you got to go out. You got to buy your own products. You got to like get people to buy it. You got to like force people to buy it for a while. And then, you know, goes on. So I got advice about that. And then she's also like, but if you can get on a TV show, she's like, do it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I like went out like what TV show can I get on to? But when I got the offer, I was like, yes, because I'm gonna, you know, get to share my story and get people to try it, and you know, so it worked out. It's all for the main goal though. It's not just to be 
you know, famous because I'm actually really bad at being famous. If I'm good at like, it, I already would have been super famous. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I was, like I wasn't good at like keeping up with the Kardashians because I was just, you have to really want that every single day. You have to get yeah. up and put on glam and get your outfit. Yeah. And I am just, I enjoy it when it comes naturally, but I don't, I don't have that deep drive that like, Kim Kardashian will tell you she has you know what I mean and I respect that absolutely yeah I'm just like (laughs) yeah I think yeah there's something and it's also like this the stage of life you're in the the point in your journey uh, that you're in to catch this wave and to be on the show after you've gone through so much life experience you're kind of at a ground it feels like you're in a grounded space um what about this like culture of obsessing over like how your body compares to other people's bodies or I mean I know young girls whether I've mentored them or they've my little cousins or whoever um and emerging artists yeah that are instead of focusing on their craft are literally that are actually super talented literally using their energy to obsess about who they need to compete with or how they can get more likes or all this different kind of stuff I think this striving for likes is really sad. It's a sad, it makes me sad because it's like people are willing to do anything for it. And mm-hmm. I, I have a really big problem with, listen, I'm like anybody else. I'm willing to use a filter here and there. Like if I just really look like crap and have to get something out or I'll throw on sunglasses, you know what I mean? You got to like not whatever but i but i don't i really think it's taking it too far when you see um these images of people and they're like cinching in their waist and cinching in their arms and and i think that that's when it gets dangerous you know because then you're just living this like almost like catfish lifestyle where you're not who you say you are and then you also show people that you're ashamed of who you are and I just think that we're teaching kids that and it's not good like I have friends who will who will totally like fix every photo you know what I mean like hardcore fix every photo and I'll say like hey like can you not fix my face so they may look like super porcelain and I'm a little (laughs) ratty and whatever I mean listen some of my stuff is definitely like retouched like the professional stuff for sure like the pizza girl professional stuff magazine stuff the edit, you know, the photographer always like cleans it up for sure. But I think when you're just talking to the camera or stuff mm-hmm. and they're using these apps where it's like fake eyelashes are moving to the side <laughs> and things like that, it's just, I don't know. It's just not sexy. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not. It's not. It's a misconception. I think it's a misconception. Like when I go to, even when I go to get my facial, they, they get some, put some stuff on me sometimes and I'm looking, I'm like, what is that filter? I'm embarrassed. I can't repost that. You know, I don't. I don't like the really crazy face changing filters at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I'm going to make sure that my daughter is not like confused by all of that. You know, I think it's really important as parents that we teach our kids that like to be more comfortable with who you are. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I'll, I go and get like, you know, facials and things all the time. And I, I can't say that I'll never get, you know, a little, a little touch up here and there, but, but not to the extent where you look like a different person or I don't know, because it's just, it's a fine line. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's one yeah. thing to like feel refreshed and good about yourself. It's important to feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you don't look that way and then you post it, I don't know. It's Yeah, it's also like, I have to charge my computer. Um, it's also like we, we struggle in our culture with unworthiness. That seems to be a theme. Yeah. And I really do believe, and maybe I'm like too into like quantum physics or something, but like whatever your superpower is, like nobody else has it. Yeah. Like we can all have varying degrees of certain things, but like you can only do you the way you do you. And like, I just really like wish people could be excited about, you know, who they are as they are. I mean, that's a lot to ask. You need the ups and downs and the journey and like you need to go through stuff. But this sort of fixation on what's external 
rather than like really looking at the why of uh kind of why do I feel so down on myself you know like for real rather than like distracting with all these images that just make it worse um I just feel like I don't know. I want to intervene. <laughs> I want to like. There's where like social media can make me feel like like crap. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, and I notice that, and I go, "Oh, like a teenager would really get affected by this if I'm getting affected by this." You know what I mean? Like, I see myself like just kind of doing the scrolly thing and just like seeing all these people living their fabulous lives, and like if I'm having a bad day or a bad week, or you know, it can really just like because everybody has to remember we're only posting our most fabulous moments at the concert when we're at, not when we're like you know at home like you know eating in bed you know what I mean yeah. like, all of us are real and all of us have all those moments but people are only posting their most fabulous moments so it's like I, it's just, it's really important for everybody to remember that it's not that everybody's lives are better than yours. It's not that, you know, it's just that it's fake. It's fake. It's not real. And, um, I, you know, like, I think the times that I've been more real on Instagram are the times that I have more, more, more like of a connection like with people. Connection it's with interesting. People. It's interesting. When I just when like I when you I just, can see it right there in the numbers. Right when numbers, I just post when like myself looking myself awesome looking and like awesome some fabulous, fabulous stupid, stupid quote, it gets like some love. But then when I post this like real authentic moment, it's just it's much more relatable. So I think like even for me being on the hills, I was like, how do I fit in to something like this? You know what I mean? Like it's so. I had, I had a hard time with it at, at times because I was like, I don't fit in. I don't like, you know, that everybody's just kind of like privileged and doing, you know, like I just didn't want to like portray that and not show that I'm like an actual like hardworking, like thoughtful human, you know? So there was like, I really wanted to make sure that that came across. And um, yeah, I just feel like we lose ourselves to this like, it gives you like a high when you get a bunch of like likes and a thing and it's it's just fake you know what I mean so just remember that like it's all fake and um yeah it's it's not real it's not real life and I do it's really not my phone. I do and I'm one of those people like the other night I went out with my girlfriends and we made this joke because they were both just on their phone the whole time and I was like I haven't looked at my phone once you Okay. You know what? Like, let's just have fun and like let's have a real conversation. And I love that, like, you know, my my um my friend and I, we put my friend Ryan and I, we put down our phones. We put we left our phones in, in our hotel in New York and we just went on an excursion and figured out how to get places and do things for I like love that. eight hours. And it was like so liberating, you know? It's the best. Try to do it. You got to take phone breaks, man. Digital detoxes are key to mental health. Um, huge. huge. And I love that you, you know, your best friends have had a lot of like public attention, let's just say, and you were talking about them as real people, which I think is really important. Um, a lot of the things that are portrayed are not the person, probably everything really, truly. That's not the human in essence, you know? And I think that's important for people to know is that everyone's on a journey and whether you're on a public platform or you're not on a public platform, it's like, you still have your worth, you know? And Absolutely. yeah. 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 Well, I think like listening, listening is also like, uh, like a forgotten art, you know? Yes. Yes. Everybody's just ready to talk about themselves. Have you ever just gone to a dinner and been like, what, what did we learn here? Like, <laughs> talking over each other right? just spit out their thought and yeah. like so I'm really trying to focus on listening more active yeah. listening active listening active listening so many totally um so many gems in this okay one final question just to and then Chelio can deliver his his message um 
So humanizing the icon, what does that conjure for you? Just that phrase, like just off the cuff. I mean, that's basically, I just got the chills thinking because it's like basically everything that we have been talking about. You know what I mean? It's just being comfortable being you. And that is what I have worked on. That has been my lifelong um, mission is just to be so comfortable in who I really am. And if I want to take off my shoes and run around barefoot and not brush my hair um, and, you know, not wear makeup and all this stuff, then I'm actually sexier that way because I feel, when you feel you, you're the hottest you can ever be. It's the thing, like when you don't feel you, it's very obvious and it's just like instantly like unattractive. It's the weirdest thing. Like, have you ever just been attracted to somebody and not known why? It's yeah. that like, it's that like inner confidence that like just truthfully being yourself. And I think that if people can just start really getting more accepting and more comfortable in their own skin, which I, I see happening, which is really beautiful. Um, then yeah, it's going to, everybody's going to be so much sexier. <laughs> I know. And it brings us to like how we even use showers and fragrances to cover okay. ourselves up. Like, I love, I love that you're talking about not brushing your hair, like, you know, just uh, not hiding, you know? Yeah. We have yeah. so many things to like, not look or smell or whatever the way, way we naturally are. And maybe I'm just a hippie, but I kind of love yeah. I do. I know, right? You? <laughs> I do. I shoot my armpits. That's one thing I really do. Sometimes I let my leg hair grow out a little too long, but <laughs> I, I hardly ever shave. But see, I don't, I don't actually have a lot of hair. I like people can't even tell if I haven't shaved for like months. It's kind of funny, but that's amazing. You're very, yeah. lucky. Um, very, very lucky. Yeah, I don't have that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think that like, I don't know. I'm just gotta do what works for you, and it might be the complete opposite. But what you're saying is just like be you, and that's beautiful whether it's fully loaded or completely raw because you know what the people that are actually going to love the you-ness are the people that you actually want in your life you know what I mean like yes. the more you you are and the people who stick around those are the people those are your tribe yes that yes is. that love the unfiltered you Thank you. <laughs> oh, and Chelio made the unfiltered us. Um, Chelio, do you want to tell us what uh, your message is? Hi. It's really, so, really cool. Oh my God, that's beautiful. <laughs> it looks like so, a third eye is like wide open. Yes, this is the work happened today with Caroline. So, um, it's very interesting intrigate uh, uh, things. So we have a composition. We have in the uh, this side, we have some person. Oh, wow, yeah. Is part of the beginning of uh, um, this part of this girl, right? So we have one man but become a strange, uh, a strange uh, face with a close eye and like last breed and something negative inside of this person. So it's like, uh, it's like a, a bad moment. It's like, and not, not, a very nice moment in uh, you passing you have in your life but mm -hmm. is in the beginning so uh, oh. all is you 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 perceive this you you see this yes okay so is one in the other so is person and the negative part something bad energy is coming so okay but uh, ahead we saw a fish eat fish. It, uh, fish eat fish is the, uh, the process of evolution. So from the, this moment is become the evolution of a fish, 
but this start to be eat eat fish fish eat fish eat eat, eat fish uh, and mm. go the direction is a purge so in the final of this evolution have a purge so to escape like the tube of escape so a negative things is gone because it is not anymore part of your evolution and under we have a circle of light so in your mind uh, have space and you uh, you you put energy around this space is empty is you have to put all the rest of your life inside is a space for your progress for your evolution in this in this part of mind we have a a sort of um a ball cage ball cage is imaginary imaginary problem so uh, in your mind probably you uh, still around your mind something in the cage don't want to come out but we have some uh, person inside and maybe looking for you maybe it's a black person oh, wow. and, and look for you and is um, like a consultant or some person give you advice or but is part of this uh, um, in italiano this uh, is a hurricane in your mind and is a um, a ball cage but is imaginary problem is not true is only in your mind in this other side, we saw uh, a, a roots. You have a roots, so you are stable. You are uh, determined in your uh, in your evolution in your life. So a roots is not big, but is deep. So and something. This is uh, something egg something new coming in your life maybe another baby wow. another situation so uh, wow you are ready so fast uh, you have a, a very hard beginning with some person is this is in the end of something last week and negative things with energy but progress it fish eat fish and so is evolution a purge you put outside all negative things okay. is your purge and yeah. uh, as a, a, a circle cage is imaginary problem somebody look for this and say cool no problem don't think it. you have good roots deep and something new happen to you <laughs> wow um okay chelio that's amazing turn that down i'm gonna say goodbye on instagram real quick um because it's getting a little feedbacky but yeah so we'll stay on this and wrap up but we'll say goodbye on instagram okay thanks instagram people <laughs> bye um okay chelio yeah that's amazing when you said there's like a black person to maybe give her it guidance i saw like a shaman actually yeah probably <laughs> and yes. i love this like light coming from her third eye and the idea of all the negative like leaving and just the fish swimming and it's really really powerful mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> yeah um all right well so we'll say goodbye on facebook and uh caroline thank you so much this was like seriously the start of hopefully more just talking i can't there's so many things you said that i've literally been exploring in my life 
being free in a relationship. And that's a big one. Huge. I didn't even realize it. Like we just suffocate, you know, <laughs> each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just got to like know that if you let them go, they will come back to you if they're the one, you know? Yeah. And you don't have to compromise yourself. Like you can compromise in the mundane and be flexible and things like that. That's not the same thing, but like, you don't have to compromise yourself, you know? Right. Yeah. Like be supportive without being, without losing yourself. Yes. Like, and this applies to like pop culture fame and it applies to interpersonal relationships, which is totally. like really, really cool. Um, yes. So this is amazing. I'm going to stop the live stream and then we'll, we'll officially say goodbye on zoom, but, um, thank you, Facebook friends. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye. All right. Stop the live stream. All right. This has been so good. So good. Thank you so much. Yes. I hope to connect and I'm serious about the the piece of content for people. That would be incredible. Like for real. I mean, right now though, I got to be honest with you, we really don't have budget. Okay. Don't, but but when we do, you know, like unless, yeah, I mean, we'll just figure it out, but I don't bounce ideas. I'm sure we can. Let's bounce ideas. And then like by January, we should be able to have like a better cash flow situation. So maybe someone can fund it. Like, who knows? Yeah. Depending (laughs) on what it would, let's, let's get it together though and see what it would cost and everything. And then um we'll get it we'll get it sorted but yeah yeah it's like to be honest right in the beginning because right oh now, yeah yeah we're in that like incredibly beginning crazy phase I but totally get it but I would love to do something really cool yeah I'll send you some of my I'll send you a couple music videos or something you can just see some of my work or whatever I can't wait awesome. yeah cool. this has been lovely how what a great way to start the week I know so good we'll send you the drawing so you have it Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. You too. Great. Bye.